getting in dentistry is one thing, but getting into a dental residency program is another, and there's a way to do it. Stay tuned as we talk to a D4 who's just got into his next step of his career at dental residency. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Dr. Darwin, the new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the new dentist podcast show. We talk about getting into dental school, getting into dentistry, and then life as a new dentist. Guys, make sure that you are subscribing. Make sure that you are commenting. Make sure that you are liking and sharing. Sharing is caring. Sharing this information to your colleagues, your friends, and those other pre-dental students that are looking to join us in this, in this uh, profession of dentistry. Also, this episode of Ask Dr. Darwin is being brought to you by GetIntoDentalResidency.com. GetIntoDentalResidency.com. It is a resource for you to help you get in and match and prepare you to match into your residency program of your dreams. For more details, go down below and check it out. And uh, hopefully we can help you for this next cycle, the next cycle so that you can get in. All right. So today we're joined <clears throat> with a D4 student, student Dr. Donnie, who's uh, getting ready to graduate very, very soon. And he's getting ready to get to his next steps, his next steps after his career. Uh, so uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing real good, man. Thanks for having me today. Oh, absolutely. It. Absolutely. Well, before we get started, Completely, I want you to introduce yourself for those that are meeting you for the uh, for the first time. Absolutely, uh, my name is Donnie Wiggins. Um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and right now I'm at Tufts University. Tufts University, uh, finishing up my dental school career and moving on to the next chapter, which I'm excited about. Shout out to Tufts and all oh, the yeah. great things that uh, the school has been doing over the years and the recruitment the yes, retention the and the graduation <clears throat> of uh, dental students, uh, especially that look like us. It's been a, a, a big project out there, up there for uh, getting a lot of students into, uh, into the field of dentistry. So shout out to all the folks and all the recent graduates and the getting, getting ready to graduate. Yes, uh, graduate, graduates, and stuff. So uh, let's dive into. So why, why dentistry? Why did you pick dentistry? So I was actually exposed to dentistry pretty early um, in high school, where I had this vocational program as an opportunity to me, where half the day I would go to high school, and the other half I would actually go to dental assisting school, and so. Um, I had a pretty early understanding as to, you know, what dentistry can provide to a community. And I definitely liked that aspect of it, the service that was provided um, in terms of dentistry and also the relationships that I could build um, with patients. It was, it's a very people-centric business. And that's what I loved about it. And I was really good in the program. I, I did really well in the program. So I had an early iteration as to, you know, the, the combination of service, providing a service and also being successful um, at that. And so that was my early understanding of it. And, you know, as I went on and had more understanding of what dentistry is, what it can provide, and um, my, my uh, curiosity only grew. And so um, I think that has carried me and my passion in dentistry 
um, in terms of, you know, what I can do as a clinician and, and as a provider. So um, early, early exposure um, for me, and uh, it's been up since then. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to be, looks like you're going to be going back up into New York really soon with your, oh, with, yeah. your with your residency. And we'll talk a little yeah. bit more about that as well as to uh, program and other programs that you picked. Uh, that you selected to go to, but also let's talk about why residency, right? Because this mm -hmm. is probably one of the questions that a lot of D4s every year yep. go through in their mind, right? Why should I do a residency? Especially <clears throat> what I feel like I'm, you know, I, I've got the tools, I've been prepared from school mm -hmm. pretty well. Uh, mm -hmm. And and due to the fact that, you know, I got $400,000 of, of rent. I mean, not rent, of, of, of bills. Of that debt. too, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, depending on where you are, it could be $400,000 right. uh, $400, worth of rent. But uh, uh, so, you know, those are the types of questions that kind of uh, get people thinking, mm -hmm. do I want to spend the time to do a one-year residency and versus you know and and how that'll affect my money making potential mm -hmm. by not working a year earlier so to talk, right. to share a little bit about why you decided to do uh do a residency yeah definitely so i mean residency you know isn't for everybody right like it depends on what you want to do personally um what your goals are as a professional as a clinician um and also what your experience was like in dental school, you know, the, the experience varies throughout the nation in terms of um, what you're exposed to in school. Do you have specialties there? Do you not? Um, do you get to do these specialty uh, procedures or do you get to shadow or assist these procedures? And so I think a lot of that and, um, you know, the personal experience in dental school goes into a lot into that decision making. Um, for me personally, um, you know, at Tufts, it, it, I think it really came down to um, my experience and what I was exposed to. Um, at Tufts, there's every specialty there, perio, ortho, um, oral surgery, peds. And so I got exposure to those things, but um, I didn't get to do a lot of those things um, hands-on. And so that's kind of what guided me into wanting to get more experience um, in some of these procedures. Um, and even, even tracking back, going back, I didn't even know what GPR or AEGD was, you know, before I got into dental school. I thought you went to dental school and then if you specialize, cool. And if not, you just go and practice. And that, um, and that, was, the, that was the way, that was how yeah. it was done back in the day, you know, for the most part, unless mm -hmm. you were going to, you were already part of like the military and you would go back into your military service now as a dentist and you would do a quote training program right after, but, uh, but you're right. That's typically been the, the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my understanding too. Um, and you know, and I, in, in the height of COVID is when I really started hearing like, you know, those buzzwords, GPR, AEGD, um, in terms of like that general residency, um, and so I started like, I'm like, oh, I'm asking fourth years at the time when I was a second year, I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, why are you doing this? What is this? And so 
they were telling me, you know, basically it's a one-year program for additional training. And, you know, that varies, you know, across the nation. Um, and so in the height of COVID, you know, and, and, you know, patients aren't coming, you know, school is closing. Um, a lot of our experiences were diminished because of, you know, some of the side effects of, of COVID-19, you know, and what was happening there. And so that limited our exposure even more so um, yeah. in terms of being in person, seeing yep. patients, what yep. our requirements actually are in the clinic. Yep. Um, and, and I knew, I just knew personally, I wasn't going to be prepared or at least at the standard that I want to be when I get out of school. And so that, that helped dictate my decision in terms of doing a residency. I knew I wanted to do more. Um, I knew I wanted to see more. I knew I wanted to be more. And so that allowed me to make that decision um, very confidently. That's good. And yeah. you're right. Uh, that will change for everybody, right? It's, it's in a personal mm -hmm. experience, uh, personal decision based on your experiences. So that will definitely play into uh, people's decision as well. Right. Uh, also keeping in mind that it's a great opportunity for you for the first time in probably eight years to get paid to learn. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And honestly, too, you know, the pay aspect of it, too, is a whole different realm of decision making. You know, um, people are like, I've done enough school. I'm ready to go into the workforce and yep. get paid. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like. And to each their own, like if that's what you want to do and that's going to get you to where your goals are, you know, your goals are set, then cool. Do do you, you know what I'm saying? But I I saw, you know, that extra year of education and like a pay cut, I felt like that experience is going to pay for itself. And for me to have never been paid a salary in general, I'll take I'll take half of what a dentist is making, you know, and get paid less to learn more and hopefully that will carry me more you know right. it's a, really i see it as like an investment really you know I've, point. I've, I've come this far Good i've point. spent this much money on school yep um i'll take a pay cut and the educate that extra year is an investment and keep in mind it's not it's a pay cut but it's not a pay cut because you haven't made that money before right exactly that's, <laughs> that, that's a lot to me <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot more than i've ever made so you know, I was like, I was happy and, you know, right there. Plus, it's going to put you in a position. And we're talking about why residency. It's going to put you in a position to be able to not only command more money, but also produce more money and more services and help more people at a level that you're that you're more confident and competent. Mm -hmm as well all based on your experiences exactly based on that one year of training that you're going to get where you're going to be seeing more than three patients a day right <laughs> like you do in dental school <laughs> right exactly that leverage power right yeah because the way the dental school is set up as far as patient delivery of care it's not efficient it does not prepare you to see <laughs> not even 10 to 15 patients a day right uh no <laughs> so no. uh so great great reasons why uh doing a residency for you so let's talk about 
before you can do a resume, you got to start that application. Talk talk a little bit about how you prepared for the application, some special things that you did too. Um, so in terms of preparing for it, you know, I, I kind of looked at it like applying to dental school, which a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of relations between applying to dental school and applying to residency in terms of personal statement, getting your letters aligned, um, your resume, you know, or CV and those types of things. And so um, I knew that going in because we were presented an opportunity of, you know, asking some questions um, from a panel of previous applicants from like that most recent um, cycle, ap uh, application cycle. And so um, after hearing that, you know, that helped me organize my thoughts in terms of how I want to go about doing these things come my time to apply. And so I knew too that I didn't want to stress out about anything. I wanted to be early. Um, I wanted to be very meticulous. I wanted to be incremental and intentional about everything I was doing um, and when it came to applying. And so, um, like I said, I started early. I was asking people who previously applied a bunch of questions in terms of, you know, how do I go about asking somebody for a letter? Um, you know, what's a dean's letter? I didn't even know what a dean's letter was. I thought I had to go to the dean and be like, can you write me a letter? You know, like, um, and so, you know, asking these questions and not being shy and not shying away from, you know, former relationships from people who just got accepted to know really, you know, really just for them to give me some game about how to go about it. Um, so after I got that and organized my thoughts, you know, I started organizing my letters and my letters were basically based on my experiences in school. Um, I did a lot of research. Um, so I had some letters there. Um, also my curiosity in terms of, you know, some of these specialty programs that helped curate some relationships there. Um, and also I wanted to differentiate myself from the beginning, as soon as I got into dental school, I knew that. Um, and so some of the projects I did personally, you know, on top of the extracurriculars in school, um, I did some personal projects um, and that helped me stand apart on my application as well, um, you know, from D1 to D4. Um, right. so, so that helped stand apart. And also it was easier for my, my letter writers to write about me because I had different things to write about other than, oh, I see this person in clinic, they can do a crown prep, um, you know, things like that, those normal things that people write about. Yeah, and keep in mind, those of you that are watching and listening that, you know, that the game on getting those letters it, and the reason why is because your program directors and those that are interviewing you want to get, get a little bit more understanding about you as an individual, right? right? Because we all know as program directors that there's different levels of being able to be a technician chairside, right? right? And that's just one aspect, but that's the reason why you come in to do residency so that you can become more proficient and efficient and learn some, some additional tips and strategies to, to deliver care, deliver care efficiently chairside. So we know that already, but we but we don't know about you as an individual, right? Uh, so that's why those letters of uh, recommendation are really important, and it's important to have that information in there. So you guys trying to get your game together, trying to get up on game, like student Dr. Donnie mentioned, 
uh, rewind, play that little tip over again. All right, play that back because because that's how you get stay on game with regards to getting ready for your application. So next is got your application together. Now you've got to get your programs, schools, locations, mm -hmm. uh, and you have to make some decisions about why you're picking those. So talk a little bit about your process that you used on how you proceeded to select programs, GPR programs, AEGD programs, and why those programs as well. Right. So, um, you know, when it came to that, I broke it down first and foremost by, you know, where where I want to be, like the location wise. Um, and so, you know, I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Cleveland. So I wanted to be somewhat close to home, but I didn't want to necessarily live back in Ohio. Um, you know, I've had my time here in Massachusetts, in Boston. Um, and even when I came here to Tufts, you know, I originally had the idea of being able to network in New York um, because I thought maybe I wanted to be there. And so kind of reflecting on a lot of things allowed me to help curate my list in terms of location. And then in terms of programs, uh, man, they vary from from the best program to like, you know, a program that you're doing very minimum, like it varies so much throughout the nation. And it's hard to get a lot of this information um, online. You know, some of these websites are very um, outdated. Um, you know, they, they're the last time they put something on their website, you know, was 2008. Um, and so there's a lot of information lacking um, online. And so it comes back to, you know, not being shy and, you know, getting game from people who've been there, previous residents reaching out, um, even like, you know, student doctor network, different forums and things like that. Just finding information any way you can and forming relationships any way you can. And so um, that kind of helped me um, and, and directed me in terms of, you know, what these programs were actually experiencing um, and what they were providing. And also, you know, I had to break down to myself. I'm like, what do I want out of a program? You know, like what experiences do I want? What kind of clinician do I want to be? Um, and so based on those questions I asked and answered to myself, that allowed me to look at different programs and say, okay, they offer, you know, implant placement, oral surgery um, procedures and perio surgery. Okay, I like that program check. Um, this program offers a lot of peds. Um, they don't do a lot of prost. Uh, maybe that's not something I'm looking for. Um, and that, I got that information based on the relationships um, I was forming with previous residents, um, you know, reaching out to admin at the programs. Um, you know, even some programs, program directors took the time to, you know, reach back to my emails that I sent out. Um, and so it, and dentistry as a whole is really a people business and um, it's a lot of it is based in relationships. And so I, I took that to heart and I um, was very intentional with that, you know, not to say I was using people, but I knew, um, you know, I, I love talking to people. I love talking about dentistry. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and, um, you know, I, I let that carry me in my conversations. Um, so I, that helped me pick, uh, or help me make my decision in terms of what program I wanted. Yeah, uh, that's all of that is important, that networking and, and using your resource, right? Yeah. I always say the smartest 
student dentist, dentist person in the room is the one that asks for help. Right. Exactly. Right. And not be shy right. about it because it's, it's important. It's part of your it's part of your uh, it's part of your responsibility and your obligation. Right. Completely. Completely. So let's talk about the interviews. Uh, uh, I'm sure you probably had a list of schools and uh, programs. How many, how many programs did you apply to? So um, I ended up applying to 10 programs, uh, mostly in the Northeast uh, Midwest area. Um, a couple non-match, a couple match. Um, and honestly, I, could, I would have applied to more, but it was just like, it was money, honestly. Uh, it's it's expensive. Just to, like applying to dental school. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that was what it was, but that made me have to make sure that these programs were exactly what I wanted. And I didn't, I didn't shy away from any programs that, you know, maybe I won't get in here, you know, maybe not. I didn't shy away from any of that at all. You know, it was like, what do I want out of a program? Do they have it? Do they check the boxes? Cool. I'm applying, you yeah. know, and, and it really, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of commonality in, in applications on paper, but I knew, you know, for me, you know, I was like, you know, just give me an interview, you know, just give me some FaceTime and like, you'll, you'll be able to tell, you know, my intonation and, and, and my conviction and, you know, how I present myself and who yep. I am and my story. You know, I, I'm different than the other person that looks the same on paper. Yeah. And that's the, that's the key. That's why you put that application together so that you can get to the next step, get to that interview step so that you can get that FaceTime. Right. Right. Get that yeah. FaceTime, which is, which is so, so important. Uh, so interview wise, how many interviews did you end up getting? And what about the interviews did you not expect? Um, so I think I got around like six or seven interviews, um, both to the match and non-match. And a lot of it was your typical interview, you know, why residency, why this program, you know, tell me about yourself. Um, and so that was pretty typical. Um, but some of the things that stood out to me in the interview process, um, you know, there was some unique ways of, you know, getting people out of their shell, um, in terms of, you know, there, I had one interview where, you know, they were pulling random questions out of a hat and, you know, asking people in like the group part of the interview. And, uh, one question I had, or I guess it was like more of a demand, I guess they were like, tell us your best knock, knock joke. I was like, oh man, come on. <laughs> and it, it truly caught me off guard too. And it was one of my first, um, one of my first interviews. And so I, I, I think too, when it comes to those types of questions, it's not really the answer per se, but more so how you go about, you know, responding to something that you weren't expecting. Communication. Yeah, yeah. Communication, because you already know what's going to happen you probably yeah. have already had it uh seeing patients mm -hmm. patients ask you a question that you were <laughs> that you right. expect them to ask right you're like wait what <laughs> right do i have to pay for this yeah or am i gonna be able to eat tonight <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or uh can i still see you as as my doctor after you graduate <laughs> <laughs> right 
you know, just anything, right. you know, questions that people will ask that you have to be there face to face and think without them seeing you think and be able to deliver and communicate and say, you know, Ms. Jones, I would love to see you afterwards after I graduate. Um, I'm going to be moving to Brooklyn <laughs> or <laughs> <Right>. California <laughs> or Texas or wherever. Um, and as soon as you let me know that you're coming, we will definitely reconnect. Yeah, right. However, I am leaving Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I am leaving right. Boston. But we can stay connected through email if you do have mm -hmm. any questions. You know, that, you know, it's just something off the cuff like that, you know, right. and just how you deliver it and share it with the patients. So mm -hmm. that's why that knock knock joke, guys, was. Uh, yeah i was mean a, a you, good gym right yeah you got to be prepared for anything like that you know in terms of just like like you said communicating yourself and being able to think on the spot um yep. and so i had things like that um that were very interesting and um i also you know in terms of my personal application um and some of the interviews you know i did a lot of different things outside the realm of school but also related to dentistry in a sense um you know i did a oral care recycling program that i started um you know i'm i'm making a biodegradable toothbrush right now um i have a um uh, a lifestyle uh athleisure brand called better health club that you know i'm wearing right now and so I, you know, I put that on my application because, you know, these are things that, you know, I'm advocating for, you know, the environmentalism behind, you know, the health industry and all the waste um, and also building community with uh, the Better Health Club initiative that I started um, in terms of better health practices and just being better at, you know, whatever we can be, you know, better people, whatever. Um, and so that helped, or at least, you know, in the interviews, you know, they asked a lot of questions about that. And so when you differentiate yourself like that, you know, they, it's something to talk about, you know, it, it says more to you uh, about you um, than, you know, that A you got in PROS in Preclin, or, you know, that, you know, that, that grade you got on that endo, endo exam, right. you know, um, right. it just says more. So that we talked a lot about that in uh, my interviews too. Good, good. So after your interview, you've got to go back, look at your notes, and you've got several weeks depending on when you have your interviews, but there will be one week where you have to put it all together mm -hmm. and come up with a rank list. Now, keep in mind, you had some non-match programs. That's right. Which means you potentially could have and did receive some offers probably within first 48 hours after you interviewed. Yeah, that was the tricky part. I did get <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like that next day, you know, I got the call from these programs, you know, because with, with the non-match, you know, it's, um, it's, it's like, you know, you interview and if they like you, they'll accept you like on the spot or the next day. And so um, I did get some acceptances like that. And they were pretty early because mm -hmm. um, the you submit your match in January and match day for at least this cycle was January 24th. Whereas I had interviews for some of these non-match programs in November and getting acceptances in November. And so I'm like, I got all this time until match. 
And, you know, I had to take a calculated risk when it came to, um, you know, maybe not denying these programs, but saying, you know, you know, I really loved your program. I love the opportunity that you guys provide. I can really see myself thriving here, um, you know, but as it currently stands, um, I'm just gonna, you know, wait, basically wait to see how a match goes, you know, and, and take my chances there, you know, in yeah. a more professional way, of course. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. But, but yeah, I had to take that risk and say, you know, and bet on myself essentially because match, you know, you you never know how it's gonna fold, uh, you know, unfold um, you at all. You don't. You don't. And so it was a it was a risk. It was a risk. So based on the fact that you took, you know, you knew that you were taking a risk, but it was a calculated risk. Yes. Uh, and uh, you put together your rank list. Uh, you. So so just share what led you to put certain programs in certain orders after you had all your interviews? So for me, the places that I ended up ranking were all very similar in the sense of what they provide in terms of procedure, procedure experience. Um, so it really came down to um, relationships as I keep touching back on. Um, I, I had formed relationships with people at Kings County in and out of Kings County in Brooklyn, New York, um, you know, from, you know, from the top to the bottom. Um, and were, there, in between. were there other Tufts residents that had completed the yeah. program or they were there? Yeah, there were other Tufts residents there currently. Um, I had touched base with a couple dentists um, in New York who had gone to Kings previously, um, you know, and who knew people who knew people, you know, and so the relationships uh, definitely helped in making my decision when it yep. came to ranking. Yep, that's good. That's good. And, All right. Know, not everyone does that, so. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> Cue the music here. Cue the music. Hey, hey. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so where are you going to be taking your talents to in, in yes. July? So come July 1, I'm going to Brooklyn, New York, uh, at Kings County Hospital um, for a one-year GPR residency. And I am excited. Thank you. Congratulations. Brooklyn, represent. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm super excited, man. That's great, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. You match. Feels good. That's good, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about match as it relates to what others can do so that they make sure that they can match as well. Mm -hmm. Share some tips, advice, uh, knowing what you know now, the process that you've gone, that you've gone through. Uh, if this, if you were talking to your, your little sib, a D D3, that's part of your team, your pod up at, at Tufts, and as they're getting mm -hmm. ready to apply for residency programs, what are three things that you would tell them first and foremost about getting into residency and preparing for it? Man, so honestly, uh, the typical be early and be organized, um, you know, that would be my very first tip when it comes to that. You know, I, I feel like because I was early and organized and intentional, um, that allowed me um, in, in some doors before some other people in terms of, you know, having my letters in place and um, getting interviews and things like that. 
So just being prepared is the first thing. Um, second thing is just uh, being open-minded and um, not being shy and just putting yourself out there to form some relationships with people, with people who've done it before and who have seen, you know, the good and the bad of the whole process. You know, it's, there's a lot of anxiety and angst involved, um, you know, so just putting yourself out there and forming those relationships and, um, you know, just letting them know who you are. And uh, the last thing, honestly, would just be like, you know, don't, don't stress out about it. You know, it, whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. You know, even if you don't get your top choice, um, you know, even if you don't match, there's a lot of opportunities out there, um, you know, for you to go about what you want to do, you know, in a different, in a different manner. You know, it's not to say that, you know, you won't do well if you don't match or if you don't match in your top choice, like opportunity is opportunity, you know, and take it as it is um, and don't beat, your, don't beat yourself up about it. Those, those are my tips from Donnie Dental. Donnie Dental, Donnie Dental. And that's a great segue to, uh, <clears throat> to people being able to contact you if they have other questions or just want to link up or find out more about your experience. What's the best way for you, for them to contact you? Yeah. So if you do have questions, you guys can reach out on my Instagram, uh, Donnie Dental at Donnie Dental. Um, you can also email me if you want, uh, teethstudios.asi at gmail.com. Um, I'm open and willing to help. I'm willing to chat, um, anything really. I'm very open. So reach out. I'm not, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be don't scared. Be scared. <laughs> your, your future and your livelihood depends on it. So you ain't got time to be scared. Absolutely. Reach out to them guys. Hey guys. I uh, hope this has been helpful. Student Dr. Donnie, getting ready. The countdown is on for you to become Dr. Donnie officially. Yes, sir. And uh, so excited for you, so happy for you. Uh, have fun in Brooklyn. Uh, thank you. And uh, most of all, thank you for sharing your, your, your experience and your time. Guys, hopefully uh, check out these next videos here, and hopefully these will help you doing your time in this process as well and that's our time for today love peace love. and smiles and we'll see you next week see you on the next video peace appreciate you hey hope you guys like that episode there's more more to listen to and more to learn from make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next next episode peace